TTG if you're nasty. We are here at the Advanced Creative Studio in the beautiful Livermore Valley. It is, uh, it's today. Don't worry about what today is, but it's a, it's a beautiful day. It's not raining. Um, you may not be able to see him, but you can feel him. Rory is in the building today with us. Um, and so are a couple of lovely co-hosts. I've got the one and only SVC, Banana. Meow, meow, meow. And the uh, one and only Matt Sues. How you doing over there, guys? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that I was wondering where you go with that. I liked it. Oh man! And we Solid. had a uh, special request. Actually, I think this is—is uh, is this your first song opener request? Yeah, Savannah? this is my first opener request. I think what I've had some so closer. Ah. I've had some closer ones, but this is yeah. I sent this to you last week. It was yeah. just a really good vibe. I was in the car and I was like, oh, this is it. No, I was in the car too. It was perfect timing. I was like, I'm gonna listen to it right now. Added it to the list, and here we are. I'm liking it. Yeah, so it's just a good vibe. Yeah, it is. One day we're gonna get, you know, one day we're gonna get in trouble for playing all this music that doesn't belong to us without paying for it. But, but that day ain't today. That day ain't today, and the day the, the day it comes, we're headed in the right direction, guys. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. So. uh who is it, like Atlantic Records and with all the other ones? Yeah. You know, we'll, those records. Recognize. Recognize. <laughs> recognize. Hit, hit us with that copyright. <laughs> <laughs> um, be careful what you ask for, right? Yeah. Well, shit, here we are, man. Um, got ourselves uh, got ourselves some coffees. I brought coffees for all of us. Savannah, turn it down. Um, yeah. Added sugar. I don't want that sugar. Listen, my regular oat milk latte... Does it? Nothing wrong. Does it? And as always, we are drinking from our unofficial sponsor, Story Coffee. Um, It's uh, I kept saying Mardi Gras. What is it? It's St. Patty's Day. Literally this Friday, right? St. Patty's Day is Friday. Yeah, Friday. And uh, I think and and the Lucky Charm Latte is back. Yeah. I don't know if and I don't know if like the listeners have had an opportunity to go try it, but like it It is is really good. It is really good. I bought it for my brother-in-law the other day, and I was like, "Hey, let me get a sip real quick, though." (laughs) Let me get a sip real quick, bro. It's so good because it does taste like Lucky Charms. If you like Lucky Charms, like it is. I mean, this is my first cereal milk coffee drink latte drink um i can't imagine they get much better because like it's still coffee for me yeah but like it's it's cereal milk too i like it it's yeah. good it's I'm, it's addicting watch out if you go get one yeah, I think that, one yeah. it's been it's been available that's for like benef- four days that's and, the benefit though of it of seasonal drinks it's, yeah don't worry that love is good yeah, yeah yeah love a good story uh story coffee uh have, seasonal drink i have really important questions for you too well let's uh well, let's just get after that was a great great open uh yeah, savannah thanks mm-hmm. great open Okay, it's time um, to get really serious. I know. So get <clears throat> wow. If you can have two superpowers. Which oh, I was going to get Thank you, Are Paul. you a mind reader? <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's hear him. Who wants to start? If I could have two superpowers? I've thought about this extensively, and well, I always have an answer. Well, you have, have to answer. go first. That's not, because you're just going to let us so answer. Again, yours going to be way two. cooler. So my two are, and this is how I do it. You guys do it however you want to do it. I want the powers that Storm from X-Men has. Wow. Yeah, because she naturally gets to just fly because she can control shit. Yeah. She can control weather. I want that. I need that. You piss me off, 
Lightning That's what bolt. I'm saying. Get it fucked. was like rage thunder, though. Like, what do you? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> like, I want. I want those, oh. and then I want the powers of the Scarlet Witch because you kind of are but unlimited. What's the Scarlet Witch. Pretty much total universal domination. Yeah. Is uh, what Savannah's yeah. going yeah. for. Okay. Okay. You shouldn't Got be worried it. about me running for public office. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, Ever. Yeah, because st- what I never saw Storm do was like it was never like a, like a really sunny day. She never killed people with like heat. Right. It was it's not a bad like, idea. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, she was called Storm, thunder, not Sunshine. Thunder. Um, so th- those are my two. Okay. So from that, I hear like being able to control the weather, flying. Yeah. And because flying is something that I really, really, really want to do. Like I will, like I've planned my death out and what it's going to be is that I'm going to be a really old lady and I accidentally crash my like single jet plane, and that's how I go. Sick. Yeah, because I want to fly. Like really bad. Who was the uh, very specific? The, yeah. Oh man, it was a hundred. It was a hundred years ago when we were in elementary school. Who's the lady who did the <laughs> Amelia Atlantic? Earhart? There you are, Amelia yeah. Earhart. Yeah, that's her. I really just want to fly. Yeah. And one time I was talking to some friends. <laughs> you ever skydive? No, I see. That's not flying though. That's falling. That's with the opposite style. of what I want to do. Well, Toy Story. It's falling with style. <laughs> well, it's kind of like you're still falling. <laughs> death wish there, but you live. Yeah. So here's Mars. the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I was having a conversation with friends. And I don't know where I was like, I was like, don't you guys ever just like wish that you could fly? And they both looked at me and they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Me neither, guys. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> That's the only way out of that one. What a stupid conversation, right? Oh, I know my, my friend. Talking for a friend. Okay, so those are my two. You go. Um, okay, if I could have any two powers, um, you know, not, t- I mean, fuck yeah, I want to fly too. Mm, okay, I want to fly too. Fly. Yeah. Um, the second one. What do I want to do? I don't know, Matt. You say one. Mine are weird though. I don't care. <laughs> okay, so my two would be the ability to really easily do any mathematical problem. <laughs> okay, that would be great. number one. That's actually really great. And but the, it's funny because like that's just a power that normal people. <laughs> Like I know. Normal people out there just <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I would want to be better than them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh, like I whoever like the best, like yeah. if you race them, whoever like the you best mathematician them. is, like I would want to be like 10 x ahead of them. Okay, yeah. I like because that. then I could just I could understand all the world's mysteries, right? Fair enough. So that, and I could also become a crazy good engineer, and I could understand and rule the financial markets. Oh, okay. So then my second one would be. Unless I want to go one and then one no, back No, I mean, here. you're on fire with that My, one. my yeah. second one would be the ability to store and recall all Every. the human information that we've ever had. Well, that would recorded. just make you invaluable to the rest of the world. So, then that, have to so then that way that I could now. recall every historical scenario and different things like that. Now, of the recorded history. So there would still be a lot of missing pieces. Oh, oh just of recorded history? Yeah. yeah, because at some point Shoot you have to draw the, the line, sky, right? Yeah. So you guys both want to be God. Is what I'm hearing. Mine's like a human version of it. And I actually don't. And the reason why I wanted to use those two is because we're not that far away from that. Yeah. With Neuralink, Elon's Neuralink. If you have that and you tap into the Internet of Things and you're able to access all of that information and then you're also able to run very complicated mathematical problems with storing the data there. Mm-hmm. I think that you would uh, you would effectively become a god amongst normal humans. Yeah, oh, I just want to be left That's alone, intense. and if I have all those powers, like, nobody's going to fuck around and find out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, that's all I really around. want in my life. Yeah, well, my second one is not as cool. I would like, it would be so, like, yeah, I want to fly, and then the second one would be, like, I want to be able to, like, make you pee your pants on command or something. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, just watching some asshole do some asshole thing, and you're like, I would be able to do that with all of my powers. That's, yeah. okay. so. that's fair. Damn it. 
You guys, I would also just like to be able to do like regular math. That would kind of be like yeah. I, I don't even have to be like it <laughs> just, doesn't have to be that great. Just basic. Like, if I could just like learn long division, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Funny. Like, damn. Well, as you're sitting here in the car listening to us, um, be curious. Think about what your two powers would be and how would you use them? Would you yeah. would you take over the universe? And, and don't the world, think about like what that Savannah? says about you. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to think about that. <laughs> you want to ignore that part of yourself. I promise you. I mean, there's a there's a song about this, right? Everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, that's 100. Yeah. Be, just because I think there's so much unknown out there, and the unknown is what gives us the anxieties and the fears. So yeah. the more that's with underneath our control, we're always yeah. trying to eliminate or minimize those. Again, right? I don't want to rule the world. I just want to be left alone. Yeah. You and if what? I have those powers, people will just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I want to. I retract my statement. I, wanna, I feel like that's a woman thing, though. I want to. Uh, I want to fly and really, really fucking fast, like yeah. Superman fast. Yeah. And I yeah. want to be able to like fly in outer space because then I would just go see shit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, like yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah, I want to ca- make me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I want Captain Marvel. She could cool literally just be like, "Next gal was yeah. like, I gotta go go to the other universe real quick." Yeah. 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 Lucky charms, lattes. Uh, That'd that, be really cool. <laughs> not to go too far off of the weeds. You guys see the thing that the Pentagon released about two or three days ago Uh-oh, about the UFOs? No. About yeah. The, <laughs> what now? It literally said like we're. There's a high probability of a quote unquote mothership entering our solar system and shooting some sort of probes around. So that only makes me have like a million more questions. Like, how do you know it's a mothership? So again, like it's one of those things of I'm kind of like, but that... But that was released you by the only, Pentagon. Yeah, no, no, but you can oh, only discuss happening? things in the terms that we understand them. So there's like a truth and then there's our perception of truth and like how we understand things. So it's just like always interesting because you're like, that's only they that's the only way that we could articulate what we think it is. Yeah, yeah, but like, how do they even determine that that wasn't a regular ship? So do they know that there's, <laughs> right? Like, how how did they like to just declare like, oh, regular spaceship versus mothership? Exactly. Like, you can only like, I don't like, know. Like, what does they that mean? Way, they how have... do they, they, they've already categorized them. So Listen. in order to categorize them, you've had to have had like Interesting. data on it before. Because if you saw a fish, you wouldn't go, oh, that's a shark. You would just say, oh, that's something I found in the ocean. Then after you gather more data and you notice a the difference of them, you would, would, that, you would do not, that. Interesting. But it's just a weird headline, right? And what does it mean? Uh, probes our solar system. Can, can a, what does probe mean? There's going to be a new movie. There's, movie. movie. <laughs> there's staging a movie. Independence, be, the comeback. The, the mothership. Uh, give me a good be, Will Smith yeah. action movie. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood well, they control. already remade Independence Day, and I don't think it was very good. I didn't watch it. I didn't they've hear great it, things. They've, re- they've remade everything. Name, all right, you got five seconds. Name a, an a, a, original movie. Go. You can't. I th- doesn't all plots derive from like the same five storylines? Well, I mean that depends on like how you. That depends on how you define it. So you have like tragic hero, you have antihero, you have and mm. those can fit into like protagonist and antagonist. Yeah. But then there's like typical storylines. So yeah, for the most part, like you have what's called a hero's tale, and most of our storylines derive within that. So it's typically about a journey. Um, mm-hmm. Every story has to have not necessarily conflict, but you have to have a change from the beginning to the end. Whoever the story is following or the plot has to change from beginning to end. That's what makes something a story. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you'll find a conflict within mm-hmm. a story and then you'll find resolution at the end of it. So that is more of an outline of a story. But yeah, by and large, all of our stories are replicated off of that and like, packaged differently. That's yeah, all. well, like, e- e- I was going to say something 
very controversial, but I don't want to upset wow. some people. Shocker, shocker. Well, hey, let's, uh, wow, TTG season, season, season five, Again, episode it's, three. It's controversial <laughs> because people don't like when you. Are you going to say like the Star Wars suck or something? No, no, no. no. I'm going to say you could very easily look at, okay, here, I'll be more general so nobody feels picked on. Yeah, yeah, be general. You could look at any religious prophet and they actually all have the same exact storyline. Oh, yeah. And people yeah, yeah. get upset about that because they're like, no, 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 my prophet and my God is different than their God. And you're yeah. like, actually, no, this storyline's exactly the fucking same. See, what I want is put my, put. I want to see, put two gods in a ring. Who's coming out? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, style, yeah. God style? Pay-per-view. It's sell like crazy. But oh. it is interesting how our stories have changed and how we see like religious like um, figures or deities or whatever because, you know, gods of Greek and Roman mythology are very different than how we perceive them. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. that's a, uh, actually and those are to, uh, different style stories again. So then the, you have like your tragedy story. Anyways, we're getting way off. Yeah, so we include that there's only five stories and every, every, movie, kind of, every movie is yeah. a replica of itself. I was the last original storyline that I've ever seen was probably like Rush Hour. Mm. Yeah. Completely original. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You want to die on that hill? Or? To, uh, oh, sign me up. There was three of them. Three unique storylines <laughs> that were all the same. Um, three unique I think another thing to like keep in mind and this has to deal with almost everything of like there's commercialism so like there's I'm sure there's a lot of more original stuff that just like doesn't make it to a mainstream culture because um, we're we're driven by what can create a profit and sometimes if that's not what is commercially um, attractive then it's not then somebody's not gonna like get that in front of a bunch of people whereas those stories exist they're just not commercially viable and then when you like uh, when you films right yeah so like indie films but even just like books like there's a commercialization of like certain styles of books it's it's anything any type of media that you consume there's what is commercially yeah. successful and then there's things that kind of fall outside of that for whatever reason and it's the same thing with products about like wine we talk about how a lot of people have these big commercial brand names but mm-hmm. there's actually some really great original smaller stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't get put in your face very mm-hmm. often because it's not recognized as commercially viable whereas if i make something from like bulk product super cheap i can kind of then spend extra money to put it everywhere in your mm-hmm. face and that's what you're gonna know mm-hmm. and i'm that go that can go for really any that goes mm-hmm. for any product like i mean with the gym we can say that like crossfit is something that is not necessarily like commercially huge in the same way that 24-hour fitness is or Mm -hmm. that these like big box items are so you there's original stuff out there you just have to look for it Mm -hmm. but if you're being passive then what's going to be put in front of you is going to be very different okay and that's what you call transition kids man agreed (laughs) that was a wow fucking hey that was a deep cut to start That all started from Lucky Charms lattes. Yes. Yeah, that's how that unraveled. <laughs> so go grab yourself a Lucky Charm latte, man. They'll take you anywhere like, that you can go, go. Off into outer space. Yeah, that is uh, well, the three, the two uh, superpowers that are kind of let us yeah, down the rabbit hole yeah, a little that's bit. True. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I really got to sit in for one of these interviews now. If that's how, if that's where the interviews go. What do they talk about over there at Story? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I have the best conversations over there. That's why I love starting my day there. Like, I, it, it can be the most absurd thing, and but if it like makes me laugh, or we just have like great conversations. Oh yeah, it's, it's a good is, like uh, it's a good brain warm up. I think Erica sits outside um, because it's 
generally like seven in the morning and she doesn't talk to people that early. So yeah, I don't blame her, yeah. with, the, with the dogs. Yeah. Just looking through the window. And she always just like, she's like, how, what do you guys talk about? Your hands are, you're always so animated. That's never, just you in general. <laughs> and I'm like, trust me, you, you, you don't want to. But hey, I feel know. like this is proof of concept for Paul and what he does there. Like we talked about, like, I like the people that work for him. Like I look forward to seeing them. Yeah. Honestly. If they were just some people who like can't even bother to say hi when I walk in the store, which is most big box commercial businesses, then like I don't I'm not going to go and spend every single like minute that I can like going there. Like I go there because like the product's really good, but also the service they're providing is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like I like that. I feel like I'm connecting with this person. Then when I see them out and about, like it's it's a cool thing. Like it's fun. I like the people that work there. Well, I think that's our uh, I think that's our start. So, I mean, this is our. this is our this is our first should episode do, with just the three of us here. What do you think? I was going to say, should we do like business pet peeves and business things we love? What would we yeah. call that? Um, want, uh, peaks and pitfalls. Peaks and pitfalls. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll add we'll add a segment. We'll segment. Well, yeah, peaks and pitfalls. Remind us to get into that. I don't know if we. I think that was a. Uh, it's a pretty deep dive to start. Yeah. So let's like lighten the, lighten the load a little bit. I have. <laughs> Many things yeah. that I dislike. I have many um, hot takes. But that's kind of, uh, we, I mean, we we eventually got there from superpowers to lattes to business and and things and market. And we're like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to spend some time talking about uh, where we continue, where we would like to continue to go. Words. Wow. Um, and, in the realm of small business, um, the business culture of Livermore and the market trends and things of that nature, yada, yada, yada. So um, we're at the point now where, you know, we're building up the season for you. We got a, uh, a pretty epic list of potential guests. I'm still looking to get some some confirmations, but mm-hmm. um, you're going to hear from some some cool people this year. Yeah. Um, and this is our first. Uh, this is our. I don't. Can I say this? I, can I say throuple? Is what's that? Yeah, it's not like a bad word, right? I don't think so. No. I think someone say it. And I I'm think like, it's typically sexually derived, but in the, I think okay. people understand that this is like a platonic throuple. Okay. <laughs> I think I would, it's typically in reference to people who. Yeah, it's, are, a, it's a podcast throuple. We're okay. It's a okay. podcast. Someone said it casually in a sentence. So I was like, okay, so that's okay, right? I'm I normally I'm, throw it around because I think it's really. Yeah, it's kind of I kind of cringe every time I say it, but it's a little cringy. <laughs> it's a little cringy. Um, but hey, here Do we I are. Do I love cringing more? Yeah. Maybe. I I don't like cringing, but if there's listeners cringing a little bit as they continue to listen, I think we're doing our jobs. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you got to have a little spice in there <laughs> to keep things interesting. And if I, I mean, I think too, we could just chat a little bit. We were talking before. I don't know how much of the first portion before the intro will be end up making its way in, but yeah. we were just discussing before that we wanted these type of episodes to be something tangible that you guys, the listener, could like take away from it. Um, maybe apply either to your own life or to your business for some sort of framework of thinking that'll help you kind of process um, some of either the uh, challenges you're facing or some of the goals that you're trying to accomplish or set for yourself into the future. And I mean, uh, Savannah and I often have these conversations all the time behind closed doors, but I just think that as, especially in terms of like, you know, keeping it vague, you could use the same framework of thinking and apply it to any goal. So even yeah. if no, we might go specific into one or two things as examples. Um, I think the biggest takeaway would just be understanding that there's a framework of thinking and a framework of like processing information. And mm-hmm. one thing that I think I want to um, start with is oftentimes and Savannah knows as I do this and I try to do it as delicately, but I like to challenge people on their goals. I like yeah. to give them pushback because one of the things that we really miss in society is being like challenged in a healthy way that says, does your idea and thought stand up against rigor? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, there's a lot of things these days that people just kind of accept as is and almost processing or, or challenging them in a, in a way where you're just asking questions to gather more data and to bring more clarity to it seems wrong or in some cases is offensive. 
And um, I don't agree with that thought process. I think as long as everything is done respectfully and you're asking and you're challenging and you're bringing more and more clarity to it, that nothing but more and better um, communication yeah. and uh, and goals will come out of that. So, Well, there's a two part on that. I think finding a person who can ask the question, like you and I discussed yesterday, and we don't have to get in the details of what we discussed, but like we had this conversation. I specifically go to you because I always know that you're going to have like really great questions to ask me that always clarify kind of what I'm looking for. And I feel that's the best way to work on like a goal. That's the best way to work on, you know, your dreams, but finding a person who actually has something to bring to the table. Like it's very interesting when you go to ask for advice or thought process on somebody, like you need to keep in mind, like who this person is, are they doing something that I want to do? Are they successful in what they do? Like, is it something that I respect and do they have the ability to be unbiased in the conversation because a lot of times people will project their thoughts and their own insecurities on you Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you could be going to somebody asking for like advice or a Mm -hmm. thought process and they'll be projecting their own fears onto you and then you you may internalize that because you weren't maybe as thoughtful about who Mm -hmm. you're going to to ask for that Mm -hmm. so i think like keeping that like being intentional about who you're going to is a big thing because i always feel like when i go to you like i'm getting unbiased information Mm -hmm. and then even like even through the conversation you'll be like and this is up to you you're always like i I don't have a dog in this fight like these are just some ideas like for you to kick around like it doesn't matter to me either way and like you have an ability you have this really good ability to um literally separate yourself where like you just go into like more of a mentor role Mm -hmm. so i think just being aware of who you're going to talk to Mm -hmm. is really important because if you're not prepared for it like they could be projecting their own stuff onto you because they may not be in the headspace of like wait let me step out of my savannah role and step into Mm -hmm. like a unbiased like mentor like completely like Mm -hmm. away from the situation and what kind of advice i would give and that's um I was all I was, I was thinking of a few things there, but I guess the, the the long and short of that for what I mean, what that does for me is it 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 reminds me, um, you know, it's, it, it's a good thing to be the the dumbest in the room, um, and, and like never stop asking questions, especially when you're young in business and whatever, yeah. trying to figure out what you want to be, where you want to be. I think the more perspectives that you continue to um, ask for, um, or you know, whatever it might be, is like that. The realm of personality and feedback that you get will develop what you become, like what you, how you receive information. Yeah. I guess long and short of that is, is like, it's important. <laughs> I guess an, an example for me is like, I love my, I love my friends and I very like unique in the sense that like I live next, like a lot of my friends that I grew up with live here in Livermore now. Yeah. Um, so I, I get to continue to build with my tribe. Um, but in a different way, I, I, I rarely ask them for professional advice, not for, for no other reason than I'm looking for different perspectives. Um, yeah. In many regards, they love me too much. Um, I've yep. seen them get excited about my ideas yeah. to the point where like, yeah, let's do that. And I was like, dude, I just told you we should jump off a cliff. What do you like? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. Um, well, and I think keeping a grain of salt too because you can't always like help whether you get feedback or not sometimes mm-hmm. people just like throw that on you could be like oh yeah like i was thinking about this and then all of a sudden people will jump into like well you should do this and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and i did this and so mm-hmm. like always keeping just like a like take everything with a grain of salt that old that old adage mm-hmm. i feel like is super helpful because like you're saying like it's so great to have that support and stuff like that but 
I'm sure to a certain extent you're like, cool. I was looking for a realistic conversation yeah. and not like a Jeremy hype up conversation. Yeah, like just gassy up session. Which is, yeah. which is sometimes good to have because I'll go out there and I'll come back with like all this information. Then I'll get together with my girlfriends who are all, I mean, like you were saying, it's okay to be the dumbest person in the room because like if you're surrounding yourself with the smartest people, like you're, you're already going to be better by that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of my close girlfriends are like very successful, very smart people. So I do like getting their perspectives on things, but mm-hmm. so, but like they believe in me so much, like they think I could just do fucking anything. And that's like so great because anytime you're feeling down mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's not going to work out. You can go and get like hyped up again, but it doesn't mean that that's the only information that exists in your head. Like mm-hmm. it's important to have other unbiased mm-hmm. stuff. Well, so I was listening to um, a podcast, uh, a, a, a bit of optimism by with Simon Sinek, mm. um, which is always a good, uh, a, a good podcast. But um, he was having this conversation with this cat um, and he was talking about, <laughs> you know, entrepreneurship and, 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 and small business particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the question they were, they were kind of tackling the differences um, a little bit and, you know, like are all small business owners, entrepreneurs are all entrepreneurs, small business owners. Um, and the long and short of that is no, but like mm-hmm. Matt uh, is always hyping on that. Yeah, because like you can, I guess, and what they got to is just like you can teach small business. Can you teach entrepreneurship or is it something that's you're kind of born with? I think you can awaken entrepreneurship, but like, mm. can it can it be taught or mm. Or no. Something that Matt always says that like sticks with that has stuck with me for a long time and it's really made me like think about my goals and figure out like how I want to do it and what it is that I like is he says, um, you don't own a business, you own a job. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me for the longest time because I'm like, oh yeah, I don't fucking want that. Like I think to me that's the difference between being a business person. Um, and being an entrepreneur is that an entrepreneur does not own a job. Sometimes like people who own businesses and sometimes small businesses own the job. Mm-hmm. And Matt, do you want to kind of explain mm-hmm. what exactly like what that means? Yeah. So going back to the original question is like, can entrepreneurship be something that could be taught? Um, it, the skills can be taught. Uh, the framework of thinking can be taught. But the ambition or the will to do it has to come from internally. So I think I agree with what you said. Like it could be awakened, but if you just don't, if you just don't have that, um, the ambition to to go after certain things, then like no, it's not going to be there. And that's mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing. And I always talk about it, and we always go back with Savannah is like just drawing clarity to what it is you actually want to do, mm-hmm. right? So like if you if somebody sits down and they go, oh, I want to own a taco shop. And I say, well, why? And they go, because I just make the best tacos and I just want to make tacos all day. Well, I'm saying like you actually don't want to own a taco shop. You just want to be valued in the kitchen to make tacos. So mm-hmm. then my advice there would be don't take on a whole business because that's a completely different hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the transition is always hard because when you do sm- start a small business, you are the employee in the business owner. Mm-hmm. And so your first like goal is to try to back yourself out of certain roles. So you mm-hmm. can start to delegate to free yourself up some more time. And that's kind of the hardest transition. So I always just drive more clarity as to like, what is it that you actually want to do? And mm-hmm. if somebody says, I want to be the boss, I want to do this. And they have that internal ambition and drive, then yeah, they could learn the skill set. They could mm-hmm. acquire the skill set, and they could acquire it. And now it's easier than ever. I mean, literally you could type in YouTube, whatever it is that you're looking for. Like I've watched probably at least a dozen Harvard lectures now Mm -hmm. straight from the classroom. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like 20 years ago, 
um, it, it, you would have, it would, that would have cost hundred thousand dollars and there would have been this huge barrier to entry to get me inside that room. Unless of course, like you just brought a ladder inside the building. Cause if you bring a ladder with you, you, you can, can get, get inside it anywhere. Room. But, uh, um, then done. Look at, <laughs> another thing to look up on YouTube. So, um, <laughs> but outside of that, you would have had no access to that education. And now all you need is a Wi-Fi and a will to watch it and search it. And so mm-hmm. I think that if somebody is out there and they are thinking about it, start developing, mm-hmm. developing the skills to become an entrepreneur. And if, um, if that doesn't excite you, like the, the education piece of it, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. bring some more clarity to your, to your long-term thought, because that's going to be a, that's going to be a never ending part. It's always going to be acquiring the next skill, acquiring mm-hmm. the next skill, acquiring the next yeah. skill. Yeah. And sometimes people get stuck in the trap of like not realizing that they weren't looking for entrepreneurship and they were just looking for the job. Or sometimes people get stuck in the trap of like they don't know how to move to the next level. So now they own a job. They don't Mm -hmm. own a business. And meaning this business cannot operate without them physically showing up every single day when the store hours are open Mm -hmm. or that like it fully relies on your labor, your physical labor and not your intellectual labor. Mm -hmm. That's owning a job and not owning a business. And And it's a sticky part to get out of. And that's something when we were talking to Paul, I know (laughs) she was bringing the thunder from her her earlier superpower. That's what's happening. She's Paul getting excited. I was feel like able <laughs> to make a really good transition between owning the job to owning the business. Mm-hmm. You know, he was able yeah. to like bring on Daniel and Daniel does that stuff. So now it relies on Paul's intellectual labor and not his actual physical labor on a day to day basis. And a yeah. good a good transition, but um, still one that took six years. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah, so. it takes time. Which is and, actually kind of good timeline, honestly. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's fast. You usually you figure yeah. by five five years in, you would like to be at the point where, and I mean, this just depends on the situation because a lot of people could raise money and stuff like that. But um, let's just say you're a, a self started entrepreneur and you're just going to do that slow roll start. Yeah, about five years in, you know, okay, now I have myself a business. Hopefully by that time, I, I'm either close to uh, delegating out most of the major tasks so I could just work on the business and not in the business mm-hmm. or right around the corner. The thing with small business, though, is during that grind session, it takes a while because I was in a position where I had two coaches that were filling in pretty much all the um, hours of coaching, physically being there, running the service that we provide at the business. Mm-hmm. And um, and slowly those roles change. One of them moved away. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Now you're rolling up your sleeves and jumping back in there. So you always kind of need this this mm-hmm. pipeline of uh, of talent so that way you could kind of plug and play and that's that's a challenge of every single business though mm-hmm. you're not going to get out of it the only thing is yeah. is that it mostly is just going to rely on you the single going mm-hmm. entrepreneur when you started out and that is actually you, you, you said something that is I and mean, we've talked about in, in five seasons worth of uh ttg relative to particularly hospitality is the constant flow of talent yeah um, and yeah. it's something that we were we were so i mean as as many listeners know um Myself and actually Paul of last episode sit on a general planning committee um, for the city and not an advisory board. Um, and we were uh, and, and, and we talk about a multitude of things, but we were talking about the the economics of of the food and beverage industry, the service mm-hmm. industry. Um, it makes up less than eight percent of the city's annual revenue. Um, generally, the downtown loses the city mon- money. Related to the expenses that it takes to operate it and keep it clean and pretty, et cetera. Interesting. Um, which is kind of a separate conversation, but I get the, the the point is is like yeah, hospitality. One of the one of the many reasons why Savannah, um, Jeremy, various people we fight so hard and love this industry is because like we see the potential here. We can see the flywheel forming that like it it can work. It can it the momentum can pick up enough where it sustains itself, but it's going to take more. 
a bigger influx of hospitality professionals so that the creatives, the entrepreneurs per se, can continue to dream large yeah. rather than being so tied to the element of yeah. service, which is stunting our growth. One yeah. element that is stunting our growth. Yeah. Well, uh, I think something that's interesting about that figure is you're saying only 8%, you know, makes up like the revenue for the city. I could, sure, that's true. But like how much of that 8% is actually driving in people to want to live here, mm-hmm. to want to pay their taxes What's... here, to want to be homeowners? Because guess what? If I want to live somewhere that doesn't have anywhere for me to go to eat, I can literally move out east mm-hmm. and buy something for $100,000 and do it there. Mm-hmm. But like people want to buy homes here because there's a nice community and because there's cool restaurants and like there's things for their kids to do. So although it's not although you cannot tie it directly to revenue, you can tie that to other things. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. want to live here for those things because there's like services offered that 100%. fit with their values. And, that so, was, and that's exactly where the so conversation looking, so, went after that too yeah. was the, was it's more and the city was very transparent in that as too. That's like, big we're data just, and they're not looking at small data. Yeah, Another well, book that. And <laughs> they want they and I, yeah, I want I'm like to writing say what down all say, the but, uh, yeah, that? I um, eight percent was the number that she said. What's a good comparable? Like, what would you look for? Is there like a shining star? Like, hey, in Walnut Creek, they're at you know thirteen percent. We'd like to get there, or is like, is there a good comparable? There, you know, yes and no. Um, I'd say when 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 I uh, we tend to look at regions that are unreal, unrealistically something will never become in the realm of like a Sonoma, a Monterey, um, a Napa Valley, which are so heavily agrotourism without those industries, like the pandemic, like. They collapse. Yeah. Um, so we definitely don't want that. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a reasonable okay. comparison. Um, but with that said, <clears throat> you know, to the kind of point that Savannah was saying is like the number is not the true value. Right. Um, of and, that's and, the quantitative versus the qualitative data. Yeah. 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 And they showed us that data to make that point. Right. That like, hey, hot, the service industry only contributes this much to the city, but it doesn't matter because like, there's so much more value that it offers and brings is why people live here, why businesses come here. Um, and just like another, just like matter of fact thing is like the South Livermore Valley is outside city limits. So the city for the past 100 years and eh, not that long, but um, ever since, you know, um, the city, you know, ever since the city borders were established, yeah. right. And mm-hmm. that became Alameda County. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship is, uh, you know, it's it's absolutely there, but it's not their job to manage data and other things relative to why and how wine country works. One of the things that people like Paul Halverson, myself, Asa Stroud, David Kent, um, and others are trying to promote is more matter of fact um, verbiage, policy and objectives related to um, how the city contributes to elevating wine country and, and more importantly, sustaining wine country because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to work out there. And that's some of the conversation we're having. We don't have to get the scary and ugly, but yeah, um, but the value is undeniable. Um, and it's just an interesting, it's just an interesting conversation, um, that, that we've been having. Um, well, I'm glad that know. that was used in the way that it was to, that the, that the city valued the qualitative fact of it and not the quantitative. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing for a park parks lose money for cities, mm-hmm. but they're nice and people want to go to them yeah. because they're a nice place. So although it may not generate direct money, it's generating people to want to live near that mm-hmm. park. Mm-hmm. to want to bring their kids there and those people are paying taxes. Yeah. So. And actually, and so where I think I was going with that is like what I love and what excites me about Livermore, Livermore particular, Tri-Valley, but Livermore Marketplace, actually it has to be Tri-Valley, um, is the diversity in our economic strength here. Um, so like over the pandemic, for the first time in a long time, the Livermore Valley could say we were 
better off than places like Napa. We don't mm. get to say that every day of the week. And it's right. only because a hospitality region, an agro-tourist region was completely hemorrhaging. You don't travel anymore. Right. Yeah. But we have the labs here. We have one of the business big, one of the biz, business yeah. technology parks here. We have a multitude. We have over 30, 40 um, really big name um, corporations that are planted over there on Greenville and, and kind of that Vasco that you yeah. would never know about, right? Mm-hmm. Like cities, cities make money off property taxes and sales taxes. Yeah. Um, so like if the city really wanted to make money downtown, you'd pave it over and you'd put three car, you put three car dealerships yeah. and right. they would make more money than anything, but no one would live here because yeah. so the value it's just, but like the, the diversity and strength in our economy is one of the things I'm continuing to, to, to understand more. And it is just further is like, yeah, this is a good place to do business. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just, so, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what got us on that little tangent, but it was just an element that I'm glad I was kind of organically able to share because um, the long and short is we're, we're having some interesting, com- we're some really interesting conversations in these general planning commi- commi- uh, committee meetings, which everyone is welcome to. It's no secret. Um, we're making. You don't want me there. Get after it, bro. You don't want me there. Wait, I got a, I got a question about those meetings, stuff like that. Is there some sort of defined uh, like goals for the planning committee in the short term, long term, or anything that you could share with us that we could kind of like yeah. process? Yeah. Um, so it's 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 such oh shit it's such an it's such an expansive document. Yeah, I imagine it's insane. Um, so you know we're looking at a twenty to twenty year window mm-hmm. um, of the future. So the last it's a once in a 17, 18 year committee. Um, the city generally picks fifteen to nineteen people to recalibrate it, refresh it. And you talk about, um, you know, housing elements, land use, alter- land use in general, um, various policies and objectives relative to transportation, um, noise, um, obviously, would you say open space preservation, conservation and promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where are you? So one of the exercises that we're doing is like we're working on specific area plans. Um, so like what are what are areas in the cities that we can that we can like put a, you know, put borders around and, and consider like, what might this become? Um, and one of those, you know, one of those areas that I'm passionate about is like Vasco Row, where Altamont, Wood Family, yeah. Nottingham, Cellars, yeah. like, you know, blah, 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 where we all are. It's because it's a light industrial, 54 acre light industrial park that was built um, for what the city thought was going to be steel workers, contractors, landscapers. And it is, but what it also is, is it accidentally turned into a beverage hub, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that the city didn't anticipate, you mm-hmm. know, if we're 33 active wineries, 21% of our wineries are inside city limits. Um, and some of the biggest contributors, we have the biggest brewery and really the Tri-Valley, if not one, mm-hmm. of, one, one of them in the East Bay and Altamont. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the city's like, well, like shit, like, you know, applause, let's figure out how we like, if this is what this area is going to be, let's talk about it. Like, can we zone differently? How can we put things together in relation to the housing and how can we support what this 54 acres is telling us it wants to become? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that one day we have street signs, sidewalks, parking lots. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, there's always a need for housing. So like every specific area that we are planning has to have some elements of housing and open space. Um, Those are some of the two most important pieces because we, people need houses, man. That's 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 what it is. Um, yep. And we're trying to be smart in how we populate strategic them. and where it goes. Are there? Do you guys ever see? And this is an interesting question that I think will will uh, um, kind of narrow some stuff down. Do you guys ever think we'll see like a restaurant inside of that light industrial setting? Um, because I always think the building that 
CFL is in, we have Shadow Puppet in mm-hmm. that building and they're in that lot right next to it. Some 400 townhomes are going into that lot and mm-hmm. some of the other stuff right there on Las Positas Road. And now I'm thinking it's like, okay, well, you got a gym, you got a brewery, you got a mm-hmm. cheerleading place over there. Like it's almost kind of pushing out some of these light industrial businesses. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone came in and opened up, you know, a big restaurant or eatery or something in 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 that same setting i think to answer your question um a not an independent restaurant i think it would be very hard with the price Mm -hmm. of that of those buildings and like just what it takes to run a restaurant like those margins are not great Mm -hmm. um i could see a more commercialized one possibly interesting to draw a visual think public market think oxbow think ferry building i mean you Uh, and i talk about that all the time like it would be so fucking great to have one of those but like the that would have to be such a concerted effort and there would have to be so much support from the city to have an independent business like that yeah and it's there are there are people interested in it um i'm actively trying to have the conversation as much as i can for for the state like i know people are interested but why aren't why haven't you moved forward yet? That's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out mm-hmm. yeah. um, with people, not for people, but with people, because I want shit. When that happens, I want mine. I'm, I'm in. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I yeah. want to understand what it is. So the answer is yes. We are actively trying to figure out what might work over here. So like a perfect, perfect world doesn't exist. This 54 acre parcel works out across the street here on Vasco, where that empty lot is right in front of the Livermore Lawrence lab mm-hmm. could be a place where you put 150 parking spots mm. and a. Uh, 1500 2000 square foot warehouse that becomes your that becomes your you know hospitality wine country visitor center that doubles as like a grocer a marketplace why with can't i visualize what lot you're talking about nottingham sellers yeah right across the street there's a big empty lot it's like i don't know i know what you're talking about so, yeah mm-hmm. i just um, always picture that there's like a little house there but it's next to that house yeah, before so. the before right in between that, the two the, Yep. yep. I know what you're talking about. Right now. in between the yeah. two. So because then there's the houses on the other side of that and then yep. And then the labs. So gotcha. um the answer is yes, but man, the economics of it is that's the part that like every it's you can I mean what I've learned, I mean I talk my shit like any you can dream anybody on a fucking great idea, get right. jazzed up yeah, on yeah. it. Start taking talking economics and they're like, Well, uh how about uh how about Napa? Where do we will we know it'll work? Right, um, right, 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 right. So, but that's what we're working towards, and that's and that's exactly what the city is. So, that what the city and the general plan are trying to do. We can't build it; it's not Sim City, right? But we can change land use and designations and allow and, opportunity for those to, spots exactly. to go. Yeah, cool. That's interesting because I always, I always wondered if there's like kind of seen this mesh of it where like those smaller light industrial places are now meeting up with the homes and the commercial areas more and more on the fringes. So it's like, how is that going to change the and makeup? Your of Your area, area that you're in is yeah. the biggest area that we're considering right now yeah um from south front all the way to how it connects to the yeah marketplace mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot huge, of space over yeah. there. there's a lot a lot of space so there is a world where all that empty space in the middle there becomes a housing development yeah. which now feeds all of the businesses that we'd like to see cfl shadow puppet no yeah 100 percent. that's why when you go back and forth about you know do i stay there at one point we were considering purchasing a building downtown and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so you know with taking in all those different data points, that was the other one is like, oh, wait, they're going to be using that land relatively quickly to mm-hmm. build homes there. And you know how that works. It's mm-hmm. like it goes from talking about it to like 18 months later, there's freaking people pulling up and moving in. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it happens pretty quick. So that just gives me more firm, affirmed reasons to stay. Well, I, put think, right yeah, there I think you're in a good spot be a because spot. that's where Valley Link is going to ultimately one day land there, too, um, which really? is going to be the big, you know, a train coming over the hill every single day, dropping people off. So, yeah. Um, Hey, if you're an investor and you got the money and the patience for it, like get in now. Cause like that, no, that's, 
a tremendous area to be in, in my yeah. opinion, especially yeah. with the businesses that are that are working and kind of like just doing their thing, waiting for waiting for whatever's going to happen around them yeah. to happen. Because like, you know what's mm-hmm. like interesting about like Valley Link too? It's kind of um, it's like Bart but for them to us. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, right? Because like when you live this far away from the city, you're kind of like, oh, we'll just take Bart in and like do our fun stuff mm-hmm. into the city. Whereas for the Valley, for a lot of those places that's coming from the Valley, like they don't, they don't really value independent small businesses. Like a lot of times, like where I grew up, uh, what has by and large been taken over are just like things that are like very commercially viable that are like these big box stores mm-hmm. and like all that gets. So like, there's not really anything to like, do there so like if you can very quickly just be like oh no that's okay we're gonna hop on valley link and just go into livermore and there's like shit to do there mm-hmm. it's funny when you think about that like change of within Access. within within a person's lifetime livermore has gone from a place that people drive past to like mm-hmm. this is a place where people come and i see yeah, yeah, yeah i see a lot of people come from where i grew up like on the weekends just to like come here yeah just like go to like some of like the bars and some of the things mm-hmm. that we offer. Well, and even the contrast in how people like Amy, um, Amy Wingen, who's grown up here, yeah. you've lived here long enough. Yeah. Um, they're like, this is not only the town I didn't grow up with or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like it's more than the town I'm that I want to stay in. Yeah. Like the, the, the contrast is so epically. Yeah. Um, and it has a lot. It has it has to do with with everything. I think yep. it has a lot to do with that big, beautiful backyard that we get to protect. So great. Um. Because, I mean, for me, that's it starts there for me. Yeah. Um, there's no I mean, name another place in the Bay Area where you in the pro- Bay Area proper where, where you have that, you know, five, ten minutes. I'm at Story Coffee. Five minutes later, I'm in the heart of wine country. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. Another five minutes. I'm at the, one of the biggest yeah. laboratories in what in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Like we just have such diversity in fucking things. I mean, and, I, and like you said, like, it's great to have that wine country. It's great to have those hills and to have it like untouched because, I mean, there's so many other places like deeper into the bay mm-hmm. that like once that gets zoned for housing, people are like, great, I'm going to build my fucking mansion on it. And like, then you have the Oakland mm-hmm. Hills, which like are beautiful, but like every rich person has. It. And then like, and then everybody loses access to it. And mm-hmm. then the only people who have access to it are the people that can afford to live there. Whereas like by protecting it, we all have access to it. We all get to look at it. We all get to like enjoy like those parks together. And it's not this thing of it's just exclusive. Yeah. 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 It'd be interesting to see if the city, um, started to really invest in like uh, media for the city hmm. because I think that's the differentiator between all businesses is like if you have some sort of media piece where you could tell your story mm-hmm. and in some cases control your narrative depending on the business or industry you're in it's super important and um, there's a lot of really cool local creatives out here mm-hmm. right that if you just gave them a small budget and said like hey look here's each individual we work with these are the parts a little more we want to highlight this is what we're hoping to do for it they made a really big push on social media like I like to see how living has been utilizing it. Livermore Police have been utilizing social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of Livermore local businesses that do it, mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce. So I would really love to see as we go into 2023 them lean into that in a way where you're almost creating marketing for the city, which is going to give twofold. It's just going to really highlight everything we were just talking about. But on top of that, it's going to drive a lot of people, for more people into the city and will help all the local businesses mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it, and, it, and it drives interaction and tra- like it's transparency at the end of yep. the day. Like yeah. you're yeah. becoming more accessible to the people in your community. Yeah, yeah. and it'd be cool to see somebody something and, like you know, get jumped on with that. Relative to that seven percent, eight percent number that I mentioned about um, just the service industry, one of the 
One of the things that we've been advocating for in, in these GPAC meetings and, and for five seasons, um, and Brandon Cardwell kind of helped us, um, executive economic director for the city, um, kind of helped us with the verbiage. But, you know, having that agro tourist, having people come in um, and spend their money and leave it here with you and take all their problems somewhere else, somewhere yeah, else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is can 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 do such amazing things to your economy. Right. Um, relative, you know, so like, you know, I don't have to pay for your kids. I don't have to pay for your, you know, all those other yep. things that the city has to take care of when you're, when you're here, whatever it might be, um, which can allow um, cities, regions to, you know, punch above their weight class a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, just, you know, Livermore is, is beautiful because of all the, you know, all the money people spend here. Doesn't mean, mean everyone here is making $175,000 a year. Right. Mm-hmm. But our tourism economy is helping us pay for, the beautification and preservation of what we want the city to remain and, and continue to become. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's not to say it's going to become Walnut Creek by any means, but like it's, it's, it, the, the long and short was like a, a thriving hospitality economy can help the city, the, and the residents um, live wonderfully and punch above their, just their general weight class. And when he said it, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a great way to, that's a great way to simplify it and round it out what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. And you can um, see it with the hotel coming in downtown, right? Mm-hmm. That's another thing where it's like, now you have options for people to stay mm-hmm. in something nice. And then just those other two that run down yeah. first street. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised that, um, and I haven't looked, but if any of those other motels, mm-hmm. right. Went on sale. We talked about that. And you were able to pick one of them up and make it just this really cool boutique experience mm-hmm. that, you know, have it almost themed rooms in different sections yeah. of Livermore. And you could kind of choose your package, whether it's a wine country or a night on the town type thing. Yeah. And you got some you got some new energy into there. I mean, the locations are killer. So that's why those people are probably just going to whoever owns them are just going to sit on it for forever. Mm -hmm. But I just think, I mean, especially the one right at the bottom of that overpass, right? I'm thinking of, I don't even know what the name of it is. Over on Vasco? No, 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 like literally. So if you're like headed to the gym, like right past the casino. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, that has a real potential to do stuff. Like the first thing I would do is I'd fill that swimming pool with cement and I'd make that a whole entire outdoor downtown arena Mm -hmm. where you could host your own little band there and do some live music. And then Mm -hmm. I would also just have a shuttle service straight to downtown. Mm -hmm. I mean, make it part of the experience. Everybody loves an e-bike. You yeah. could be downtown in minutes. A relationship so, with wine trolley and everything so else. So one of the things that I've heard from, so organize, and there's an organization called Visit Tri Valley, VTV. Um, they work for the entire region, but they make their monies by putting heads in beds. That's how they make their tax, right? Um, and the, like, while that motel is not particularly eye-popping, right? Yeah. That's not a white country yeah. hotel. Um the general occupancy of these places, um, Livermore, by the way, has the most motels and mm. hotels of all the Tri-Valley cities. I think we're at 22 or 23, something like that. Yeah. Um, but they stay full with contractors and people who don't need luxury. Yep. So I bet you that one right there is all PG&E workers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, because you got right that big the, lot. Yep, yep. And they're there for like a long period of time. You know what yeah. I want to see go? And this is a hot take. I want to see the casino go. I absolutely hate that fucking thing. Wait, which one? The one on First Street? Yeah. Why is I that? I absolutely hate it. Why is that? I absolutely hate it. People are always like crossing the street there. It's like, dangerous. It's oh, dangerous, dangerous. But literally yeah. yesterday, yesterday with my teenage brother-in-law in the car, the guy was crossing the street ass out. I'm not talking about boxers. I'm talking about his bare ass is out walking across the street. And I'm like, yeah. It's not his fault. He lost crowd. everything. He, he lost, lost everything, everything in the car. 
cute crab. Even his, even Definitely what we're trying to oh, cultivate. Yeah. I mean, shorts. like it's just like it's a it's an eyesore. Like it's not even nice to look at. Maybe if they like changed it up a little bit. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, what a crappy little like. It's just like it doesn't belong there anymore with like the rest of the development that has like come in right there. I'm like, God, like that could be something so much cooler and mm-hmm. better than what it is. Like mm-hmm. I just I absolutely despise that thing. Yeah. Why well, I, I think even. I also I, just don't like gambling. I yeah. just like. I don't like. I'm um, gambling's not for me, but like I can have fun in the casino. Like here's know? the yeah. thing: yeah. if I see you at noon on a Monday, Walking and you're going out of that there, place? dude. Oh, like, come on. Hey, they like, got a good I steak feel... and eggs. Don't judge. You know <laughs> they don't, Matt. You know they don't. Coming out the casino. You know what's a nice casino is 580 Casino. Yep. That's off of the highway. That place is actually really nice. I've never like, been there. It's a. It's a. It's pretty slick. I went there one time. Yeah, like that's actually like a nice place, and that's something where I'm like, okay, this is like a legit business. This isn't just. Yeah, this isn't just uh Yeah, and I don't, I don't know enough. A laundering scheme, she was yeah, saying. <laughs> and by the way, that's just an opinion, not an accusation. Yeah, what no, about no. their it's steak just, and eggs? Well, like here's the thing: if you're gonna, if you're gonna enable people's addictions, at least look nice. Oh, <laughs> at least Atlanta. look nice. Oh. Like God, I hate the way it looks. It's just, it's an eyesore. It's funky. It just doesn't it's, fit in that space anymore. That's fair. It's definitely yeah. what I can definitely agree is it is that whole corner is a sketch factory as far as it crossing is. cars coming out yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah there's a lot of blind spots there's as you a lot come of down blind spots and, yeah in the be. morning headed over to crossfit and you got fucking 12 people in the dark running up the opposite way and you're just like what is i it's oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like, to me, it's just the people like trying to cross there not that i want like another light right there but like there's got to be something like it's so bad i'm well, pretty sure have people the light have gotten up ones there. right because like, like where you press the button and it lights up the street half the problem is that the people at the casino don't want to do that because you can also just, you know, walk a few feet up to where the crosswalk is and kind of like, wait, make yourself seen. But no, they're like, you know what I want to do? I want to walk right across the busiest street in Livermore where the crosswalk isn't. <laughs> and just alert, like trigger one, trigger. No, it's uh that's fair enough. <laughs> just hate them. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. That's, uh, that's all right. A, that's awesome. Um shit. Well, well we kind of like shotgun scattered across the list, but know, is there right? anything like tangible we want to kind of kind of wrap on here i do want to make some references um of books that i think would be really great if you were interested in any of the conversation that we're having that's funny i was just gonna say that that could definitely be a -hmm. a little segment that we bring to the table for we should do that truffle truffle i don't know truffle truffle shuffle what was the what was the word we were using to describe us that we didn't want to use to describe us a thruple thank (laughs) you thank you um if you did like a conversation that we were having (laughs) and when we were talking a little bit about goals and goal setting um a book that I recommend that Matt recommended to me is Thanks for the Feedback. It's really fantastic yeah, about um, receiving information and giving information. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really great resource. I forget the author's name. It's two authors. Another book uh, that you might be interested in when we were talking about big data and small data is... Um, uh, Sheila Heen and Douglas Stone was Thanks for the, for feedback. the feedback. Yeah, they're two psychologists out of uh, Harvard, and they've written a couple other books called Crucial Conversations. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one, I think, about communication through leadership, but I'm, I might have that last one wrong. But yeah, Thanks for the Feedback, Sheila Heen and Douglas Stone. It's a great read. It's a really great read. Um, Sorry, the other one you are saying, Spanner? Uh, the one about big data and small data. Uh, what is that one called? It was about um, the coffee shop. That was The Secret Life of Customers. customers. And um, that was a really really good, yeah, and that was kind of almost what we were uh, talking about as as far as like, 
you know, the qualitative versus quantitative data. So it's like, if you just looked at the numbers all the time, sometimes that'll lead you astray or mm-hmm. will lead you to do things that got away for the real people, the real reason why you were there. And you could do story as a good example, right? They started to lose the fact that people came for the conversations and for the people mm-hmm. and for the environment and the culture. And then they started saying, well, we could do a monthly club and we could do this. And they started to commercialize kind of like what you were talking about yeah. as they made the transition to this want to be the, big box. This is the, this is the coffee shop in the book that we're talking in the about. book, yeah. in the book. Yeah. And so like, you know, then they realized, Oh, hold on. We can't just stare at spreadsheets here. We also mm-hmm. have to get they were out to the coffee shop and understand. And they couldn't understand why. So it was, yeah. So the term is big data and small data. So you also like it's great to look at big data, but you also have to like look at the small data because not everything can be tied to a number or you may not yeah. be able to find what it's tied to because mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to measure. Not everything is that's funny that measured you, uh, in a straight line. Yeah, that's something that I'm. Uh, so that's a, that's a really great book. I mean, in general, maybe we should just fun. do a good Matt has Matt reads a lot of really great like um business books, self-help books, what whatever you want to call them. Um, and we could probably do an entire podcast on just like those ones alone yeah, and like great resources. Five. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was going to say that we should, we'll just keep it for those two for this episode because then we'll, we'll we could talk a little bit yeah, about unreasonable hos- hospitality, which was yeah. one that I just, uh, Oh yeah. I gotta and, get that book. That's one that was that a great has, book. Uh, yeah. So I, I struggle and it's me, not the, it's not books. I struggle to sit down and consume books like I know I'd need to and like to. So I Which spend a lot of times listening to, to yeah. podcasts and, and I just consume all of these books. I've she does only on audio books. Yeah. I've and, never actually like if I really like them, I'll buy the physical book because maybe mm-hmm. I want to go back and outline it. But all of these have been audio books that mm-hmm. I listen to and they're fantastic. Sometimes, too, with an audio book, you'll get bonus content, which is really mm-hmm. fantastic. I uh-huh. keep all my. Anything that's nonfiction is pretty much an audiobook, and anything that's fiction, I physically read. Unreasonable hospitality is audio. Yeah, yeah. they're all. I would say probably I'm I'm about uh, seventy thirty on that scale too. Seventy cool. percent audible books. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, it's unreasonable hospitality by Will. Gudara. You know what? Will. We're going to help you guys Will out. G. You don't even have to read these books because we're going to read them for you and we're going to give you the highlights. There and there you go. You don't yeah, even have to do anything. Be, we're um, doing the work for you. A yeah. good segment. But those first two, you should definitely um, check out. I would say thanks for the feedback is probably going to be mm. um, the most profound one that you could put in application right away. Anybody can. Yeah, yeah. anybody can. And then the the uh, secret life of, uh, of uh, customers. That one's going to be more applicable for you, small business owners or um, uh, people just trying to add some value to your job, especially if you're in the marketing uh, scene there or just want to become more valuable in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, go with thanks for the feedback. I've That's like a yearly go-to for me just as a refresher because I, I often think that majority of the time human beings don't need to learn more. They just need to remember more. So, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes you just need to be reminded of some of the principles or things mm-hmm. rather than seeking out new information. Well, and sometimes yeah. when you go through something, you're only taking one piece of information the first time. And then maybe the second time you're like, oh, yeah. And, th- and then you'll remember that other piece of information. Yep. Now you have two. And then when you go back the third time, you're going to go away with three. So there's always something yeah. that you're going to take away with it each time if yeah. you keep repeating. Through and you'll internal you internalize yeah. them, right? That's when you yeah. like take it away. It's like, you know, longer consciously like thinking about it you've like internalized that process yeah. and now it's a, a tool mm-hmm. in your uh, toolkit of communication mm-hmm. but that one especially was massive in terms of like even just uh talking with like you know co-workers loved ones family members but understanding the dynamic of what's happening in that conversation who the messenger is what they're actually trying to communicate to you yeah. what the optimal outcome is 
Um, and just some strategies on communicating better. Like I think there's a couple of things that we do a lot, but we don't ever really do well, which number one is communicate. I mean, we talk yeah. and communicate with each other all the time, but uh, oftentimes I'll ask people like, Hey, how often do you study communication, mm -hmm. like yeah. efforts, tactics, body language, like, yeah. you know, strategies just to be a better communicator, be a better listener. And oftentimes nobody does. And then this... how often are you having an aware conversation? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just not like mm -hmm. stuff like falling out of like your mouth where you're actually like alert in that conversation yeah. and you're internalizing that the is, information uh... that's coming your way and you're making conscious decisions about the information that you're giving. Yeah. And... Being intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd say uh, I, and it, you know, when I said this ten years ago, it probably didn't exist, but I'm sure it does now. But like, if there was ever a, if there is a, a, a major, a focus that's like the psychology of the service industry or like hospitality specifically, whoo, oh yeah, I would get there's that. I there's would good on that. Yeah, no, there's good. Fuck it, let's write a book then. I know. Right? That's <laughs> all I do is like write books. You guys, Otherwise, I'm joking. I mean, so. as far as as far as my podcast contributions, um, I do like Simon Sinek, um, a bit of optimism. Um, it's a great for, way for me to start the mornings because I can get a thirty minute drop which is sometimes Perfect, it, it's, yeah. it's understanding how you consume things as well. Um, in the which morning, so I like my 30 minute drop. Um, yep. And then another school of greatness is another one by Lewis house. Um, Great one. Yeah. That's you know, one. and it's, he's got, I think he's actually got more episodes than Matt. Now he's got like 350,000. Oh. Yeah. Matt's, no, no, no. Matt's at like 300,000. He just got to 300. <laughs> yeah. So Lewis is catching up then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, luck, but he Lewis. has, I mean, he has, he has Kobe Bryant on his, Oh, um, he's got epic. He's got epic. epic, so, epic guess. And yeah. they're actually, I take a lot of inspiration of how he titles them is like, scroll through it. Not everyone's going to be for you. Pick the one that speaks to you. Yeah, um, yeah, you'll find yeah. something there. So mm -hmm. for sure, those are a couple there. Um, I'd say as far as my, you know, my follow-up from the conversation we had today, um, if you're in that space where you're trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up um, and be your own boss, um, ask yourself that, ask people what they think of, of you in this regard, but like, are, do you want to be an entrepreneur or do you want to be a small business yeah. owner? What problem are you trying to solve? And don't be afraid mm. to be honest about that. Cause I think well, and too, to and be. this is you something, yeah. and this is something about the way that we internalize things is that we may not even realize that we're not being honest with ourselves and something that thinks mm. the feedback does really well. Safe. <laughs> Something that Safe. thanks for the feedback does really well that has that I internalized was identity triggers and that like if you feel as like you everybody has identity triggers and you could stuff. be having a conversation. <laughs> You can be having a conversation and sometimes that's even just a conversation with yourself and you may not want to be honest with yourself because you may negatively mm. trigger that identity where you're like, no, yeah. no, but I am a hard worker. So that's why I want to do all those things. And you're like, whoa, whoa, like detach away the positive, the negatives about like who you are mm. and like what that says about you. And just literally look at it as like, this isn't good. This isn't bad. This is just is what it is. And mm -hmm. then you'll be able to find something that makes you happier. Cause if you try believing you're something you're not, mm -hmm. you're never going to be happy. You're not going to be successful mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. So oh. that's one. Yeah, there it is. So, I mean, I'll, I'll leave you guys with a question and then we can um, question brief conversation. Um, define the culture of our local marketplace mm. as business owners and folks that want to own businesses and ideas and concepts in this town that provide value right back to the community. Am I picking, are we picking the business or are we picking the no, value? I'll say, no, so the, just the, the, the guess? overall your, culture. Well, your, yeah, your interpretation on the culture of our marketplace. What does, why Livermore Market, what about the marketplace is, it, you know, pushes you to continue to do quality work here and offer quality products here? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just about like 
the culture is your own actions and habits. And so I think when we have businesses that reflect, you know, positive uh, habits that we want to do, which is community, family, adding, you know, value to each other's lives by being helpful and being a good, a good neighbor and running a good, solid business. Like that's kind of what attracts me, especially to the businesses that I frequent around here. And mm -hmm. um, I think that that's kind of a thread that you'll find through a lot of the businesses down here in, in Livermore. Mm hmm. SVC. You know, I think I have like a big complaint about um, a lot <laughs> like of that businesses. Damn casino. <laughs> <laughs> that damn casino. I have a big complaint and this is me looking too much into the small data, not enough into the big data. And I would say that my big complaint is that I think there's a lot of businesses that are complacent. And I think you have a responsibility mm -hmm. if oh. you're going to be a part of a community that you're not complacent mm -hmm. and that you actually contribute and that you're actually trying to grow. But again, that's me looking at it from a very narrow perspective. And, you know, just you bringing it up, I've brought out my perspective on it of like, okay, wait a second though. Like, what does that look like without those specific examples that I had in my mind? And I would say that there's actually a really good um, growth mindset specifically with a lot of people who are opening new businesses within the last, you know, five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the culture is trying to grow, being authentic. Mm -hmm. mm. I agree. Authenticity. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I so agree. the rest of you complacent businesses, I mean. Yeah. No, I, and I, I think, know. I think us young, you know spunky, who you are. Uh, I think us young spunky fuckers are, are just changing up the narrative. We have to. We're a new breed of people. Different yes, things are important to us. Um, so um, I completely agree. I don't need to add anything more to that outside of like, yeah, this is a great place to be. I'm excited to contribute here, um, add value, um, be in the industry of service. Um, it's, it says, I mean, you may not believe it, but I truly enjoy giving more than I like receiving. Um, yep. I think we can all rise together and it's better that way. I want to drink champagne with you guys at the top, not just by myself. 100%. Um, so let's fucking, uh, let's climb that mountaintop, huh? Okay. You will, uh, SVC, you want to take us out while I just cruise out? Thanks for listening to another episode of TTG. You'll catch us here again next week. Find us at our Instagram or anywhere that you consume media. We'll be there. Hey, Thank you. TTG, we out. Bah, 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 bah.